Well, hello there, top teachers. We are your hosts, Michelle Emerson. And Bridget Spackman, and we are here to make your life easier by helping you master your time, organization, and productivity as a teacher. Today's episode is full of one of our favorite things, hacks. We are going to share with you our 10 favorite time management hacks that will help you make better use of your time so you can create that work-life balance that we are all desiring. Oh, yes, absolutely. But before we can do that and share these hacks, let's go ahead and hear a TSH from Miss Blackstone. So her time-sucking hurdle says break lunch times, finishing before they've even started. I can't get anything done in such a short amount of time. I feel you on this, Miss Blackstone. I will say, though, one thing that has really helped me are those little things that you can do to take your time back, which is what this episode focuses on. Okay, Bridget and I love a good hack, but we love hacks that are like actually hacks. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we have some good ones for you today. I kind of sound like Steve Harvey from Family Feud. You know how he's always like, we got a good one for you today. Yeah. Over here, we have this family. And over here, we have this family. <laughs> I love that. That's good. Yeah, we do. We love a good hack. And I think um, since TikTok has kind of become really, really big, I feel like TikTok is like the place for all hacks. Yes, yes. Right? I don't really watch TikToks, but I, don't I will either. see them pop up other places. So yes. Yeah, and I think I see mine mainly on like Instagram stories, but Mm -hmm. there's this one where I see like, they help you make your pants smaller. Like if you're, if you've lost weight, like you could take like a yarn. I don't know, girl, it's really good. And I am obsessed with it. And I'm like, (laughs) one day I'm going to be able to use that. (laughs) All right. So sometimes I think we really overcomplicate things. We remember that these small changes Um, can really add up to big results. So there's really no need to go above and beyond and create like really intricate, fancy systems um, in order to make your productivity go, go where you need it to go. Small things can have or can yield really big results. So you don't have to try all of the hacks that we're going to be mentioning in this episode. In fact, we recommend that you don't try all of the hacks all at once. Figure out which ones are really going to work for you. So pick one to two to start trying out. See how that goes. Give it time. Guys, please give it time (laughs) because the more that you um, really kind of hold yourself to it and you are committed to it, the more you're going to start to see results from it. Um, So give it time, try a few of them out and then kind of change it up a little bit every once in a while and then determine which hacks are really going to help yield the results that you end up wanting to have. Now, since this episode is focused on time management, I feel like we should try to do this as efficiently as possible. So we're going to jump in with hack numero uno, which means hack number one. We are going to follow the two minute rule. Bridget, hold on. Bridget was just laughing like hysterically while I said that. So do you have something you would like to share? No. Okay. (laughs) All right. Moving on. Here's what the two minute rule means. If a task can be done in under two minutes. Do it in that moment instead of waiting. For example, if you are walking around your classroom and you find a marker, okay, typically you might put it on your desk and say, you know what, I'm going to put that away later. But the reality is putting away that marker into your marker bin takes less than two minutes. So do it in that moment. 
because otherwise what happens is you have a bunch of these little tasks that take under two minutes, which doesn't seem like a lot of time, but when they compile and you have five or 10 of them, that's then taking up 10 to 20 minutes of your time. So instead, do it in the moment. However, and Bridget, we didn't have this in the notes, but I'm gonna throw it out there, okay? And you let me know your thoughts. Recently, I was Googling like the two minute rule and just reading articles on it because that's what I do in my spare time. And I came across an article where they were talking about how the two minute rule is interpreted wrong and people interpret it the way I just explained that if it takes less than two minutes to do it. But this article was talking about how it's meant to be only done in that moment if it doesn't like if it fits what you were already doing doing. So you shouldn't have to completely stop your flow of whatever it is that you are doing in order to complete this task. It's only if it fits what you're doing. And I feel like I kind of agree with that, but I also kind of don't because I don't know. I feel like if you interpret it that way, you could get into the habit of saying, oh, well, this doesn't fit what I'm doing and you put it off. Whereas Again, if it takes less than two minutes, it's really easy just to do it in that moment. So I don't know. Y'all take it for what it's worth. Pick whichever interpretation is going to work for you. But it it is a very easy hack in order to implement. And, you know, when you tell yourself, well, this is going to take less than two minutes, get it done right then. And then you don't have to worry about it. Yeah, I think that two minute rule comes from David Allen and his book, Getting Things Done. Mm-hmm. And in da- in that book, he does mention it as like the physical. It's, if it literally takes two minutes, under two minutes, you need to just go ahead and do it right then and there. Stop trying to put it off and say, well, I'm going to do this later because then that's just procrastinating and it's going to lead to, you know, 10 two minute tasks, which is going to be 20 minutes of your time when you could have had all of those tasks already completed because you were doing it right then and there. So I think I, I, I don't necessarily... Um, I don't think that they're totally wrong because, you know, if you are um, doing, you know, a really big project and you're working on that project and you have a really good workflow and then all of a sudden you see an email, you read that email and all it takes is, you know, a yes, a simple reply yes. Does that automatically kind of take you off of your flow? Yes, it does. But at the same time, I'm going to have all my distractions completely muted um, so that that won't happen yeah. in that situation. So I get it. Okay. Hack number two. And I love how Michelle puts me to do the hack number two because y'all know I don't do sayings. Like, I just don't. Like, I I don't know. But she has on here, eat the frog first. Eat the frog. Eat the frog first. Eat the frog. It's just just eat the frog. frog. (laughs) It's just eat the frog, guys. Okay. Now, I understand the meaning behind eat the frog. I just would never say eat the frog because, ew. Because <laughs> frogs <ew>. are gross. <laughs> okay. You would rather so, talk about eating that chicken breast. Do you remember like yeah. early on in our podcast where you spent like 20 Why minutes talking about that? cutting a chicken breast? <laughs> Why couldn't we put eat, <laughs> eat, eat the chicken? I think it's I cut the chicken because you talk about cutting into bite-sized pieces. Anyway, sorry. Right. Okay. <laughs> Love so you. So basically, hack number two. All right, is eat the frog. And what we mean by eat the frog is that you want to do the most difficult task first, okay? Instead of trying to put it off, which I know that I have been notorious for this, like I will want to do my la- the hardest task at the very end because I dread it. I'm not looking forward to doing it. However, do it first because then it's going to get it done and it's going to allow you to breathe for the end of the day instead of feeling like that heaviness of, oh, I have to do this. Oh, I have to do this. So we do recommend using a power list and we also recommend that you put the most difficult task 
at the very top. Get it done, do it first, because action leads to more action. And you're gonna find that your productivity is going to have a boost once you are able to get that really big task completed. Love it. Okay, hack number three is to set timers. If you are that person that struggles to get started on a task, go back, listen to episode 054, What to Do When Your Motivation Runs Out. Bridget and I discussed that people tend to struggle with motivation in three different ways. And one of those people, or groups of people rather, is the procrastinator. They struggle to get started on a task. And y'all, that is me. I get so overwhelmed and I look at like the bigger picture instead of saying, you know what, let me start with this one little thing. So tell yourself, you only have to work for X amount of minutes, whether it's 10 minutes, 15, 20, whatever you got to do in order to get yourself going, set a timer for that amount of time, okay? Then once you actually get going and you get into that flow, if you're anything like me, then you don't want to stop because you're like, ooh, I'm seeing the results of my hard work and that feels really good and that helps keep me motivated. If you are the bouncer and you struggle to stay focused on a task for a long period of time, I'm going to throw Bridget under the bus, this is her, then you can use a timer in order to keep you on task. And actually, we're going to come back to that in hack number four. We're going to give you a specific strategy you can use for that in order to stay focused on a task for a longer period of time. If you fall into the deserter category, which means you struggle to see a task all the way through, (laughs) that is Billy, by the way, then you can set a timer and force yourself to finish in that amount of time. So for example, if you have a stack of papers to grade and you're worried that you're gonna grade like half of them and then be like, eh, that's good enough and you're gonna desert the task, set a timer for say 30 minutes and say, I need to have all of these papers graded within that 30 minute time period. It's going to help make sure that you actually get it done. And it kind of becomes like a little competition that you get to have with yourself and you're like, can I beat the timer? If you're competitive like me, that probably helps. If you're not competitive um, like Bridget, then, you know, it doesn't have to be a competition. It's fine. Just view it as a timer. (laughs) But, you know, do what's going to work for you. But definitely utilize a timer because it is a powerful tool. Okay, hack number four is another one that Michelle decided to put in here and automatically make me <laughs> to talk about I'm it. Sorry. Guys, I, I'm sitting here as she's like talking and I'm looking at the hacks because we're kind of just doing it one, <laughs> one person does one, one person does the other. And I'm like, this little stinker, I'm doing all the ones that she listed on here. Okay, not the okay, okay, okay. I tell you what, do you want me to do number four and then you pick up with number five? Would that help? <laughs> Is it too late? <laughs> Guys, it'll totally throw you off. If, if, okay. Because I'm like micro productivity list. That's the thing Michelle talks about. Shortcuts. You're spoiling. That's the thing Michelle talks You're about. You're spoiling. Okay, fine, fine. I will All do right. the I will Go. do the even ones. All right. Go. So sorry, y'all have to listen to my voice again. <laughs> Hack number four is the Pomodoro principle. So this is something that was created in the 1980s. Essentially, it is a way to get larger tasks done and in order to stay focused on a task. So this would work really well for you if you are that bouncer who likes to go from one task to another. Here are the simple steps. First, you are going to identify your tasks for the day, which Bridget and I preach creating a power list. We think that's the perfect way to identify your tasks that you have to get done that day. 
The next step is to set a timer for 25 minutes. You are going to work for that entire time, okay? So this kind of goes back to hack number three, setting timers. You are gonna work that entire time the timer is on. Once that timer ends, you take a five-minute break, okay? So that is one rotation. So timer for 25 minutes, five-minute break. So that totals to 30 minutes. After every fourth break, so you're going to repeat that, you're going to take a longer break of 15 to 30 minutes. So basically, work for 25 minutes, five-minute break. Work for 25 minutes, five-minute break. Work for 25 minutes, five-minute break. Work for 25 minutes and then take a longer break of 15 to 30 minutes. I used this all the time during grad school, especially when I had those really lengthy assignments. I had to read a ton of articles. I had to write like a 20-page paper. I would use this and I felt like my productivity skyrocketed. So Bridget, your turn. (laughs) Thank you. Goodness gracious. All right. (laughs) I have heard of, I have heard of the Pomodoro principle, um, but I've never really looked into it. One that I was uh, really interested in was one called the power hour. Have you ever heard of that one? I have. I don't know the details, but I've heard of that. So basically it's just that you're working for an hour essentially, and then you're giving yourself about like a 15 minute break and then you go back to working an hour. So you power through as much as you can get done within that hour. So that's why they call it the power hour. But it, it was a really interesting principle. I just never really used it. Um, okay, so hack number five is to lock your phone. Guys, this is one that I have been using so much lately, and it is incredibly helpful, not only on my phone, but on my laptop. Um, turn on, do not disturb have it on. So that way you're not getting any notifications. I'm even really bad about seeing like the little number notifications on my laptop. So I have gone in and I have taken those notifications off. So I don't see numbers pop up anymore because it won't ding if you have it on do not disturb, but it'll still come through. It's just silent and I can see those little numbers rising. (laughs) So this completely removes that and it allows me to truly focus on a task. Turn on airplane mode if you have to turn on airplane mode. And there are some apps that will help you lock your apps and not let you into it. So I know, I think, Michelle, you had mentioned like this moment one, right? Yeah, it's a app. Um, I I personally am not using it right now. I'm just using the do not disturb and whatnot. Same. But it, it is an app that kind of tracks your like device usage, if you will. Yeah. And so you can find some apps that are out there. And I know that there are some things that for your web browser specifically too, like if you're notorious for kind of browsing the internet and getting distracted while you're on your laptop, there are other things that will help to lock some of those apps so that you can stay focused on the task. But I love getting rid of notifications on my laptop. Like I love not being able to see any of the numbers down there because that has been a huge distractor for me. Yeah, I will say I've gotten into the habit first thing in the morning when I get on my computer to start working for the day. And when I say working, I'm referring to school. The first thing I do is I turn off my notifications because I don't want, you know, text messages or email notifications popping up while I'm teaching. I want to be able to be fully present with my students. You're going to have to show me, Bridget, how to get rid of like the numbers because currently on my MacBook, I am looking down at my message app and I have eight unread text messages that literally have come in since we started recording this podcast. And we've only been recording for 15 minutes. I'm in a couple group texts. And can I just say group texts drive me bananas. And now my mom is calling me. Mom, not the time. Wow. That was telling you I said hi. (laughs) I'm not answering that right now. Um, But anyway, 
I have to mute all of my group texts because they drive me insane. Anyway, hack number six. (laughs) Hack number six is to create a micro productivity list. So micro obviously means small. So a micro productivity list is a list of small tasks that you can do whenever you have those small chunks of time in your day. So maybe you're waiting for a meeting to start or you're in the hallway waiting to drop off your students at art or music. You can actually keep a list on Google Keep or the Notes app of those little tasks that you can do in small amounts of time. So some personal examples And this is more so if I'm waiting in line at the grocery store or something like that. I love to clean out photos on my phone. Y'all, I have thousands, thousands of photos. And a lot of them are like screenshots that I took because I wanted to talk to Bridget about it and I no longer need it. So I love to go through my photos and delete the ones that are no longer needed. I also will create a social media post. So when I'm at the gym, I have like certain amounts of rest time in between sets and it'll be like 60 seconds or 90 seconds in that time. This sounds so lame, but I will go to the notes app on my phone and I will work on an Instagram caption. And it literally is like chunk by chunk. But by the end of my time at the gym, I'll have the whole Instagram caption ready to go so that when I get home and I'm ready to post, I can just copy and paste it into Instagram. A few examples for school tasks that you could be doing, putting stickers on assignments. That's a very mindless thing. I love to put stickers on assignments, but I'll be honest, when I'm super caught up, or not caught up, rather, when I'm super behind on my grading, I will skip over the stickers because I'm like, I don't have time for that. But if I bring a stack of papers with me to a meeting, let's say they're already graded, I can just go through and put stickers on assignments. And I, I can even be talking to someone when I'm doing that. So I'm socializing, but I'm also getting a task done. You also can organize little bits of your Google Drive. So if you need to, you could create a folder in Google Drive that's like a need to organize section and just put all of your documents where you're like, at some point I will get those organized put them in that folder. And when you find those few extra minutes, open up the folder and start categorizing those documents and moving them into the places that they need to go. You also can create assignments on, you know, Schoology or Google Classroom. Like even if you're just getting a draft like of the assignment ready to go, it's going to save you time later. You also can create little templates like an email template. Y'all, if there's an email that you're sending more than twice, you need to have a template for it. So you can actually type up those email templates and then have it ready to go in those couple minutes of time. Hack number seven is going to be double up. (laughs) Um, So we talk a lot about on this podcast the difference between multitasking versus task switching. And it was pretty eye-opening that a lot of us maybe think that we are really good multitaskers. I'm a great multitasker. I can be doing multiple things at one moment. But in reality, you're not really multitasking um, because you're actually switching. You're stopping a particular task in order to move on to another one. And that's not multitasking. The idea of multitasking is that you're chewing gum and walking at the same time. You're doing it simultaneously. But if you're having to stop and move to a different task, that's called task switching. But you can use multitasking to your advantage. So let's say because you're excited that you got a new foodie, which is me, 
All right. I got a foodie, a ninja foodie. Very stoked about it. And let's say I put something inside of my ninja foodie while I'm cooking. Okay. I am notorious for doing things like this. I might be, while I'm trying to cook and get things done, I might be laminating. I might be cutting things. I might be grading some different papers. I might be answering emails, but that allows me to cook, watch the food at the same time because it doesn't necessarily need me there like hovering over it for an extended period of time. I can kind of use that multitask to be working on two different things to my advantage. So a really good example of this at school is that you can queue all of your copies for the week, okay? So let's say you have all of your copies ready to go, you put it into the queue at the copy machine, and then while you're sitting there waiting for it, instead of just sitting there staring at the blank wall like some may do, you might be grading papers, you might be laminating some things as they're coming out, you might be answering emails, use multitasking to your advantage, and just be thinking of other things that you could be proactively doing while you're waiting for another task to complete. Love it. Before we move on to hack eight, I'm going to share this and I swear I'm not making it up. (laughs) I mentioned that my mom you know, tried to call me. And then I saw my text message notification going up because she texted me three times in a row. So I'm like, okay, what's going on? So I read it and literally, (laughs) this is her first text. She said, okay, I airdropped some photos to my laptop. I'm writing an email and want to include those pics. How do I attach them to my email? Then she followed up with, "Never mind. I think I figured it out. And then she has like the crossing fingers emoji. And then she says, how do I delete these pics? And I'm cracking up because literally I was micro productivity talking about deleting pictures from my phone. And there's my mom asking how to do it. (laughs) Nice. I love it. All right. Hack number eight is to use shortcuts. So this is all about working smarter, not harder. Ask yourself, what can you automate or use a template for in order to save yourself time? So I'm going to give you a few different examples. First of all, you can schedule emails to be sent at a specific time. I am pretty sure you can do this on like every email service provider. At least I know you can do it on Outlook, you can do it on Yahoo, and you can do it on Gmail. It's blowing my mind. I thought everyone knew how to do this, but apparently that's not the case because I've referenced like scheduling emails with some of my team teachers, some of my coworkers, and even my administrators. And they were like, wait, you can do that? You can schedule emails? And I'm like, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So at least on Outlook and on Gmail, when you go to click send, there's a little arrow next to send. If you click that arrow, it's going to give you the option to like send later or schedule. If you click that, you can choose a specific date and time to have your email send. So personally, I send an email every Friday to my families to let them know what we worked on that week, what's being graded, uh, reminders of upcoming events, and so on and so forth. I actually type that email up on like Monday of that week. And then throughout the week, I'll kind of add to it. And by Thursday, I have scheduled it to send Friday after school. And then I don't have to think about it anymore. It's going to automatically do it for me. You also can use email templates. So I actually have a template for that weekly summary email that I send. And it literally starts off by saying like, happy Friday. And then I have my title. So like what went well this week? Math assignments, science assignments, social studies assignments, graded assignments. And so I will insert that email template in and then I just have to go in and like add in the new information. So it ends up saving time. A lot of email service providers will allow you to save the template right in there. Again, I know Outlook does. I know that Gmail does. If for some reason your email service provider doesn't, 
you can save it in your notes app or even in a Google doc so that you will have to take an extra step to like copy and paste it, but it still is going to be faster than creating the email from scratch. Use a slide template. If you're using Google Slides or PowerPoint in order to teach your lessons, create a slide template that already has the structure of your lesson. So all you have to do is go in, customize the text, insert images, and you're ready to go. You can schedule your assignments to post on your LMS. So again, in the moment, you don't have to worry about it. You can get it done ahead of time and it's going to automate. It's going to do it for you. And then you can reuse assignments. I'm assuming you can do this in Schoology. Bridget, correct me if I'm wrong. I know you yes. can do it in Google Classroom. Okay, Bridget is confirming. So you can actually reuse an assignment. So for example, I have like set wording that I use for assignments that are not graded. And then I have set wording that I use for assignments that are grading or that are going to be graded. Y'all know what I mean? And I will reuse a previous assignment. So the wording is all there for me. And all I have to do is attach the new file and schedule it and I'm ready to go. Hack number nine is to use headphones. Now, hear us out for a little bit because we uh, talk hear a lot us about out, headphones. Ah, uh, that was funny. <laughs> funny. Ski guys, I'm punny and I don't even know it. Um, <clears throat> so use headphones. Now hear us out because we talk a lot about distractions and really kind of getting yourself into um, like, it's almost like getting yourself ready for a game, right? You want to kind of get into the headspace and using headphones will really help you to just to black out all of those distractions around you. Um, if you have AirPods or if you have like wired headphones, whatever it is, put them on. You can put on music, a really motivating podcast, some sound effects, anything that really just kind of helps you stay in your own headspace so that you're not getting easily distracted during that time. I know for me, I have a few podcast episodes that really just motivate me. It's really weird, um, but they motivate me to work. And so I will often put on my AirPods and it just gets me excited to be be able to get things done. I listen to that podcast. It helps to kind of push me. It drives me to want to get more things accomplished because I'm listening to that particular podcast episode. So find a way to put some headphones on and get yourself into the space, get into the game and get yourself focused for the day. I love it. It's such a simple thing, but it really does so make simple. a big difference. And finally, hack number 10 is to do just one more thing, <laughs> which you're like, I'm always doing one more thing. Here's how this hack works. It's a fantastic way to really conquer your to-do list. Bridget and I preach having a power list, which is that set of three tasks that you have to get done that day. So let's say it's, you know, for me, probably 10 o'clock and for Bridget, probably like seven because she goes to bed really early. You have finished all of your tasks for the day. Your power list is done you are gonna find just one more item to get done. Something small, okay? Doesn't have to be this massive undertaking that's going to take hours to complete. Something small and do it. I'm talking something that takes less than 15 minutes, okay? By the end of the week, if you do that every single day, you will have completed an additional seven items from your to-do list. Now, you don't have to use this one all the time, okay? But during those weeks or those months when you feel like your plate is extra full. You know how some weeks you're like, oh, like I, I can handle life. And then all of a sudden you hit a wall and the next week you're like, oh my gosh, I have so much to do. I can't get anything done. Use this hack. Do just one more thing every night before you go to bed. And by the end of the week, you will have completed an additional seven items. Okay. 
I tend to start doing that one more thing like right before I'm about to go upstairs and start my nighttime routine. And then before I know it, I've actually done like five extra things. So a couple of nights ago, I was getting my YouTube video ready and I said, okay, my one extra thing is I'm just gonna make the thumbnail, all right? These were actually things I had on my to-do list for the next day, but I said, I'm gonna get you know just the thumbnail done tonight. Well, before I knew it, I had made the thumbnail, I had uploaded the video to YouTube, I had scheduled an email to go out to all of my email subscribers, and I had gotten images ready for our podcast because I realized that I had forgotten to do that. So I started doing more and more and more because I started feeling more motivated. And you know, doing that one extra thing can lead to big increases in your productivity throughout the week. So Bridget, do you want to recap our 10 hacks for us? Yes, I would love to. So let's go over all of the different hacks that we have for you in order to help you with your time management. So hack number one is to follow the two minute rule. Hack number two, while it sounds disgusting, is to eat the frog. (laughs) Hack number three is to set timers. Hack number four is to follow the Pomodoro principle. Hack number five is to lock your phone. Get free of those distractions. Hack number six is to create a micro productivity list. Hack number seven is to double up. Hack number eight is to use shortcuts. Hack number nine is to use headphones. And finally, hack number 10 is to do just one more thing. And remember, friends, we are not telling you to try all of these at once. Each week over the next 10 weeks, pick just one hack, try it out for a full week, okay, before you make any judgments, whether it will or will not work for you, and then choose just a handful of them that really work for you and will allow you to get more done. If you loved these hacks and you're like, oh, Michelle, Bridget, give me some more, like I am ready to have that work-life balance, we've got a fantastic freebie for you. 30 Days to Only Working Contract Hours, the ultimate guide to stop bringing work home. If you head over to our website, teachingonthedouble.com, you can have that sent to you for free directly to your email inbox. While you're over on our website, go ahead and submit your TSH. What is currently sucking your time? We would love to hear it and you have a chance to be featured on a future episode of Teaching to the Top. Also, leave us a review on iTunes. It makes us feel all warm and fuzzy inside. And until next time, be timely, stay organized, and be productive. Bye-bye. See ya.